No sacrifice. No victory. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where we geek out, give glory to God, and we talk about all the things that make you, uh, you know, just explore your fandom and your faith. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be just talking about these things together. Tonight's theme is sacrifice. We are coming into a season where sacrifice is a big part of Christian culture, and we're going to look at that through the the lens of all of the, the media and games and stories that we love so much, but I am not going to be doing it by myself she is a punk rock pirate who's traveled the world and the seven seas your friend and mine give it up for alexandria marica hey friends um i just want to make it known that i definitely gave myself a headache on my way to orlando tonight <laughs> while listening to pop pop punk punk pop 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 yeah. rocks pop, 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 top top hot pot snap crackle pop um, <laughs> i literally gave myself a headache by rocking out so hard to some old punk rock that i used to like listen to in high school oh so. my goodness she can't even get her words right. She gave herself a concussion. <laughs> I might have. And that's how you know. I'm how many old. fingers am I holding up? Mm-hmm. Four. Oh. Yep. She Maybe. was holding up three. <laughs> that's, that, that's how you, I'm bad at math. There, <laughs> there really were five lights the whole time. Uh, I, that's how I knew I was old when I couldn't look left or right for three days after listening to Bohemian Rhapsody. It was just, you knew it was trouble. Whiplash. That's right. Uh, keeping this party going. She is salty. She's sweet and conveniently pocket size your window to the magic it's jackie freaking wilson hi hey little one how you doing i'm good happy to be here well we're happy that you're here i mean it makes me happy that you're here i I don't know i don't know if our next panelist is happy that you're here let's find out (laughs) he is straight up the nicest guy that you'll ever know until you're on the wrong side of his tractor cannon he is the og welcome everybody jamaican ollie hey there Hey there. Are you, are you happy that I'm here, Ollie? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Oliver says that you're you're welcome at the table, and now we're not going to have some kind of a civil Ooh. war. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my gosh, Ollie would win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jackie. And uh, always ready He's to drop some dramatic dun-dun-dun sound effects. She is the star of stage and screen who is loved by children far and wide. She is the notorious JCC, Julia Cameron Colazzo. Don't. Oliver, do you know what's going on? Uh, not so much. Me neither. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That's what happens when you surround yourself with brilliant young people. They know. They know all of the TikToks and whatnot. We're yeah. just trying to keep up. But, uh, that's, that's like a middle school. Yeah, that's <laughs> like middle school. To be fair, okay. when Oliver and I were in middle school, none of you were born. Yeah, that is very true. Weird Facts. flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, over over in the booth, pushing all the the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying. Let's give it up for our own resident smart guy. He is. Nicholas W. Sadler. Hello. Hey, Nick. What's up, brother? Uh, And we're glad that you're here. You're our favorite. So the best way that you can join the conversation and pull up a seat around the table with us is by connecting with us across all the social medias. Where can they find us on the socials? 
anyone? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And YouTube. I'm waiting for like, TikTok, YouTube, all of the social media. Just type our name into Google. <laughs> Just, you can Google anything, honey. Um, um, wow, I really don't know this. I at Ner- it's YouTube. at Nerd of Godcast, no, basically no, I know everywhere. That, I know the whole spiel. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, TikTok. Wow. Yeah, we're where, there. Where can they find us, Tony? They can find us at our, our small group on, the, on Facebook, which is the Nerd of God Squad. Just search Nerd of God Squad on Facebook or type nodsquad.com. It'll take you right there. Share some memes and live your dreams. You see, it's teamwork tonight, wow. you guys. But our we, favorite way to we, receive messages are by carrier pigeons. That's right. Correct. We love because it's it is straight up Game of Thrones up in here. Yeah. If, we, if you s- send us a raven, <laughs> and, and we're going to be just fine. Fine I, like I never watched Game of Thrones. Neither did somebody I. bought me Game of Thrones season one on on Blu-ray. I think my sister did, and then somebody else saw that and bought me. I don't remember exactly. No, I, I had a, a store credit, so I bought Game of Thrones Blu-ray season one, and then I watched it. I was like, "This is not the show for me." I felt and, that um, way. And then my sister saw it and she thought, "Oh, you like Game of Thrones?" So she bought me season two. So now I have season two of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray, and I've never even opened it. I've never watched it. I I, I feel like people really like the show they do but i i just could never find a time to kind of track with it where i felt comfortable with what i was watching but i have read uh, enough of game of thrones from the books that i am aware of a lot of little different nuanced things same thing with harry potter and things like that there's a lot of fandoms that i've never seen or never consumed myself but i can but i know so much about just because Mm -hmm. of picking it up sort of secondarily yeah. you know is there any is there are there any fandoms and things like that that you guys have can you can relate to like i've never seen this but i know everything about it game of thrones is a pretty accurate yeah. one yeah. yeah do you know who in my life loves game of thrones that is so shocking to me wait your who? mom my grandmother what? <laughs> she oh lives for game of thrones and i'm like Brenda, <laughs> are you okay? Nana, he's naked. <laughs> She's like, I it's know. All part of the storytelling. <laughs> Jackie, do that again. Oh. I know. <laughs> Jackie, oh. as your grandma Brenda. Right. <laughs> My grandma loves it. Tonight, the part of Grandma Brenda will be played by Jackie freaking Wilson. <laughs> I'm an old lady. <laughs> I, I met my I met my family. I met my family for the first time last week. Wow, <laughs> wow. that sounds. <laughs> this is my step ladder. I never knew my real ladder. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, my my family came to town, and I haven't I haven't seen my older sister in many many years. And she got a. We were talking about they were going to all the theme parks, doing the Florida stuff, and they were excited to go to the Harry Potter land. So I was telling them what I knew of the Harry Potter land from having been to Universal Studios Orlando several times and um I, I said are you a harry potter fan and my sister showed me her arm where she had like the hp uh, tattoo like of harry potter's initials on her arm like she's like you can say i am mm. and i immediately felt like this burden to like flex all of the harry potter knowledge I've, i know i have like oh well butterbeer to you then <laughs> cedric diggory hufflepuff mama um i i <laughs> I just felt this burden to like, I I too know a thing or two. Um, 
<laughs> and I and again, I've never I watched like one Harry Potter movie. I've never read the books. I'm I'm sure it's great. I know the kids love it. Charlotte the intern, uh, it's her happy place. But um, the Aww, books are infinitely better. Uh, where is Charlotte? She she's, she's off roaming the earth, seeking whom she may devour. That's what she oh that's gosh. what she does. <laughs> that's that's questionable. Yeah, I know. I don't unlikely. Know. I'm sure. I'm sure. She's, <laughs> unlikely. We'll I'm go sure with she's that. doing good things. Uh, hey, I got some questions for you guys. Yay! All right. So this is a choose your own adventure night tonight. <gasps> Do you guys want to answer the questions of two-question interview, or do you want to answer the question of if we were? Two-question interview. If we were. Oliver? Sure, let's go with if we were, (laughs) since I'm outvoted already. (laughs) Uh, You could have made it a tie. All right, then here we go. Character from a movie or a video game, a famous flying ace from somewhere deep in space. It's time to find out from the his and hers. We're going to play a game. If we were. In tonight's If We Were, which is submitted by our Patreon sponsor and dear friend of the show, Pastor Howard Salter. Everybody Aww, holler Howard. for Howie. 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 Howard asks us, what would we be if we were a children's animated series? What would you what would we be if we were a kid's show, a kid's animated show? What show would you be? Jackie Jackie's is Jackie's like Jackie dying. Is, <laughs> I'm this, not sure if this it's a one just she has she has been touched. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was introduced to this TV show as an adult. <laughs> I already know your answer. Wait, what, what is, is my answer? I think I, I I'm gonna write it down. Okay. And then we're, I need a marker. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down and then I'm gonna see if you if you get it right because I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> Jackie, if you were a kid's animated show, what would you be? Miraculous Ladybug. That is not what I wrote down. Okay. What did you write down? No good. I'm going to keep this one no, for my answer I then. Know. Uh, it'll be my answer. Okay. Give me my pen back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miraculous Ladybugs. Why? Well, Marinette is a superhero, but mm-hmm. she also loves to sew, so I relate deeply to her Wait, character. Is the one with, like, the Chat Noir, yes. Oh no, I know the memes from this one. I nonsense. love the TV show so much. It's so cute and punny and adorable, and she just wants to be like a fashion designer while also keeping Paris safe from oh. Hawkeye. No, not Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkmoth. Hawk Hawk the other Hawk. Clint Barton is Clint the Bar- he's the bad guy? Yes. <laughs> Hawkmoth. My girls love that uh, that cartoon. Miraculous. Okay, so one of my favorite Nerdy Godcast stories, which I will not tell at this time, revolves around miraculous ladybugs mm-hmm. and and you yes. and some stinky cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to. I, I won't. I won't talk about it now. If if you've been around with us for for more than a couple seasons, you probably know this story already. It is literally one of my favorite stories it's ever. The worst. All right, so Jackie would be miraculous ladybugs, uh, Alexandria. I think I would be rocket power. <gasps> yes. Unpack that. I love rocket because it's about these four friends who are just like wild and they just like do these crazy like extreme sports like skateboarding and mountain biking and Uncle Tito is just my favorite. Let's be honest. Super pumped. <laughs> I just I love loved rocket power as a kid growing up and I loved it most because it was like the one thing that my big brother let me do with him was watch Aww. rocket power. So that. it's like a connecting point. That's also, awesome. I broke my ankle while riding a longboard two summers ago, so I feel like I'm kind of part of their crew. You're pretty there legit. You, <laughs> you have yeah. the scars to prove it. I do indeed, and the titanium ankle. Nick, what do you think, man? If you were a kid's animated show, what would you be? No, I know the answer. Nick's Jimmy Neutron. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, 
Trillard. I don't even want to put that on you. I but wish you had seen how hard he rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you judge me, just as long as I'm right. <laughs> uh, Ollie, if you were a kids' animated show, what would you be, my friend? Oh goodness, I'm gonna date myself again. I wish you would. George Jetson. Oh. Okay. Because what? back in the day, George, okay, Jets. George Jetson. The Jetsons. They were like the, the Flintstones, oh, but in the future. But in the future. future. Oh, okay, and and yeah, that's yeah. that's the part of it. Because they I were in the future. And everything was push button. You push a button and anything happened for you. I mean, they had a robotic dressing machine. I mean, all he did was get on a conveyor belt. He got showered, shaved, and dressed without <laughs> just standing on a conveyor belt. Sounds delightful. And then when he, when he got to work... All he had to do was push one button all day for like, I think it was like two hours or whatever. And then that was his, his full day of work. And then he went back home. Wow. So I was like, yeah, George Jetson. Two hour work day <laughs> sounds great. Yes. Time me up. <laughs> this is the time. Jane, get me off this crazy thing. Exactly. Called love. Julia. Yes. If you were a kid's animated show, what show would you be? I think um, you have a guess, Alexandria? I'm going to say Spongebob. No, actually, that wasn't my answer. What? Crazy. My answer was Dexter's Laboratory. Oh. Wow. Get out of my laboratory. <laughs> that show is just like ADHD if it was a show. 100%. Like they have the, um, the, the Justice Friends, and they have like so many spinoffs with like the monkey as like the superhero. Yes. And I feel like that's such a fun show, and it's surprisingly edgy and clever, and that is me. You are surprisingly edgy and clever? Take that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had I had like two answers, and one of them is the one I wish it was, and one of them one is the one it actually is. Okay, sure. So, um, uh, what did you write down for me, Tommy? Okay, yeah, so, so this is what I wrote down, and then I thought better of it because I feel like I would be ta- like vicariously be taking it from somebody who is better qualified for it. But I wrote down Bluey. Aww, Jackie, Please. you've not watched Bluey. I don't believe so. Son of a crap. Okay, this is your homework <laughs> assignment. It's a show about dogs, Jackie. What? It's a show about dogs. It's a family, two little two dogs that have two little puppy girls. Are they Australian? Really they are Australian. They're so cute. And Jackie, it is the most heart-filling, Why wonderful so show. It, Jackie, I'm not I'm not lying. You are going to fall in love with this show. Well, that explains why I've never heard of it. It came out in 2018. And it's on Disney Plus. <gasps> So it, it's definitely you're going to adore it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's and and the 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 thing that I love about it is I really feel like the dad from that show. Like I just relate with him. Like that was the kind of dad that I felt like I wanted to be and tried to be with my son. But um, but that's not exactly who I am in my life right now. I would love to be Adventure Time. That was the one I wanted to be because Adventure Time just kind of like spoke to the inner child in me. But again, I'm so far away from that right now. Um, I, I feel like if I was a kids animated show, I would be Animaniacs. Uh, wow. Just yes. a, a you know just yes. just a deluge of pop culture references yes. and, and useless <laughs> trivia. Would sense. you like to know all of the countries in the world or the states and their capitals? Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Columbus is the capital of Ohio. I can literally keep going with all of them. But <laughs> you uh, really could, guys. Again, you know, United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. I can, I, but like that's me. I feel like so. Animaniacs is um, it, it would would be my thing. So. I love it. Uh, we would love for <laughs> Prince. <laughs> Fingerprints. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, that was edgy. All right. Uh, Very much was. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, well, we would love to know what, what uh, kids' animated show you would be. This is always more fun if we know what, who you are. So yes. uh, please jump on the social medias or, or let us know at Nerdy God Squad uh, on Facebook what animated show you would be. And uh, thank you so much, Howard, for submitting that. If you yes. are part of our Patreon fam, then you too can give us our questions for two-question interview and best thing ever. I'm excited for next week's. It's uh, one of my favorites, so I'm looking forward to that. Can't wait to see you then. And this has been If We Were. You guys know what time it is? Gares. Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's time for tonight's Best Thing Ever! And in tonight's Best Thing Ever, uh, we are starting out our bracket system for Best Ride Ever. Ooh. Yes. And, uh, and uh, the the best ride ever of all, we have all of our vehicles that are in our bracket system. And uh, I do not know who has actually won this thing tonight, but Julia does. And Julia is going to tell us, I think tonight's competitors were the 1989 Batmobile. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the light cycle from Tron, which was my personal vote. <laughs> so uh, we're going to find out from Julia right now, and she will give us the answer uh, of who is our winner and moves on in our bracket. All right, well, who do you guys think is the winner? Probably Batman. Definitely Batman. Has to be the the Batmobile. Batmobile. I, I, I'm favoring the Tron light cycle, me personally. I mean, just the sound makes it. Well, last I saw the bracket, the Batmobile was winning handily. Well, then you're cheating. You know the answer. I don't know the answer. It was still being voted upon. I voted while I was stuck in traffic on my way here. All right, so the polls are now closed. On the, road. the polls are now closed, so Julia knows the answer. Julia, uh, just tell us. just tell us who won. And was it close? Okay, so it was not close at all. Oh, it was no. um, <laughs> thirty-one to eight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> With the winner being the Batmobile. Oh, <laughs> all right. It's hard for me to be my mad at that. My bracket is setting up nice. Even though that wasn't my <laughs> choice, it is hard hard for me to be angry at it. So it's the, um, Batmobile. the Batmobile does move on then uh, to the next round, and our next, uh, our, our this week's best thing ever uh, opponents are the. Spider Buggy. <laughs> Which I for- forgot existed, to be honest. Yeah, from Amazing Spider-Man 130, March 1974, the Spider Buggy debut. Have you seen this thing? Mm-hmm. You got, it, it, is, it is literally a dune buggy that is, yeah. it's got a, a color palette of like Spider-Man's costume. Um, th- this, so this car company in the universe, Corona Motors, created a new non-polluting car engine and they wanted to promote it, so they hired this advertising firm, uh, and that they wanted to convince Spider-Man to take one as a Spider-Mobile. And Spider-Man turned it down. Now, why do you think he turned it down? Because registration. Because he has... <laughs> registration. <laughs> yeah. Cause, no know, more secret identity because of insurance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great point, and I don't know what Tony was actually going to say, but I don't feel like it But that answer anymore. was way better. <laughs> like a good neighbor, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is there. Um, yeah, it, no, it, he, didn't, he didn't take it because he travels around with webs, Julia. Your answer was the right answer. Why does a guy who travels around on webs and that's kind of his whole thing need a spider buggy? But um, however, he realized that if he took the spider buggy, there would be promotional fees that he would get. So he needed the money, as Spider-Man frequently does. So he um, he did take the vehicle, and with the help of the Human Torch, he kind of fitted it out with all kind of neat little spider gadgets and stuff like that. Uh, Later on, I also I learned this today: Uh, the spider buggy was wrecked, but years later it was recovered by Deadpool. Who of repainted course. it and calls it the Dead Buggy? Oh my God! So, that makes sense. So now Deadpool has the uh, the old Spider Buggy in his arsenal. So kind of funny things like that. And then they had the Tumbler, 
from Batman Begins. Mm. Designed by Lucius Fox, the Tumbler is more of a tank than a speedy vehicle, but it can definitely tear up the rooftops of Gotham City. And it's got a handy dandy little uh, motorcycle built into it, too. So the Tumbler uh, lets you know that um, justice is coming. Is Herbie from Herbie fully loaded on this list? No, no, he's not. <gasps> Why not? Because the reasons. That's my vote, and I'm right. <laughs> but in the Batman vein, what about the the Batmobile from the Batman? Oh, it's a, it's in the it's in the brackets. It's in there. It's okay, in the I didn't get to look at any yeah. of the brackets. It, it for is this coming. Season. This is what happens it's when you when you miss episodes. You know, when yeah. like you guys are only here uh, every so seeing. often. I named my whole bracket the Battlemobile of the Batmobile. That's honestly what it's going to be. Let's be real. Let's be real. Well, I don't know. You get, when you get to the Ecto-1 or the DeLorean from Back to the Future yeah, and everything's yeah, like that, I could, could go either way. So uh, you guys can, can vote for this. Um, we are doing all of our voting on our Nerd of God Squad page. So join the squad and you can vote and let us know which vehicle you think is the best ride ever. ever! So you guys can be a part of that. I'm excited, and I, I hope you guys are excited too. Um, all right, well that is uh, that's that's round one for us. We're gonna take a quick break because uh, I don't know about you, I'm exhausted. Uh, we have a word from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Hello, uh, my name is Sam from Sam's Lambs and Rams. Uh, since Ram Bam sang Bama Lamb, Lambs and Rams have been my jam, man. So, uh, call Ram Sam's... Oh, oh wait, uh, uh, call Sam's Man Band. No, that's... Sam, come on, we gotta get this steak. I only got like a minute worth of tape here. I am doing the best I can, Jim. It's more difficult than it seems. It's a lot of rhyming things. Alright, we'll get this thing going. I don't know how to edit this thing. And the only person I know who can is my cousin, but he's on a holiday in Jamaica. No more excuses. Let's just roll. Alright, jeez, I'm not making excuses here, bud. It's a difficult thing to read. And I got to stigmatism. Listen, we all got stigmatism. Your stigma is that you're slowing us down. Now get the lead off the bus and put your foot on the gas. We're running out of space here. Hey, I don't like your tone there, bud. I don't care what you like. I'm trying to get this thing done. Oh, here we go with the big talk from the little man in the booth. Thinks you can do this better than me? You think you're better than me, huh? A whole bunch of baloney. Oh, like you and your stupid cousin could do better. Your stupid cousin could do better, huh? Don't you talk about my cousin. I'll talk about whoever I want to talk about. I'm Sam. I made the company. My name's on the sign. Not Jim's, Tim's, and Lim's. You're ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. Oh, uh... Hey, this is Jim's cousin. Uh... Call Sam's Lambs and Rams or go to Sam's Lambs and Rams dot cam. Uh, yeah, okay. It's time for Silly Jokes with Julia, the part of the show where Julia comes out and tells a silly joke. Hey, you guys, how did the barber win the race? How, how did the barber win the race? He knew a shortcut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this has been Silly Jokes with Julia. Join us next time when Julia says... Did you hear about the sensitive burglar? No. Mm. He takes things personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sensitive burglar. <laughs> <laughs> and we are 
back. I'm super excited, you guys, because we are within striking distance of MegaCon. MegaCon! And, mega uh, yay. Mega yay. And, uh, dude, I- I'm honestly, like, really pumped about this. We have got uh, a brand new strategy. We've got a brand new mot- motiv- uh, motivation to get out there and, and create relational evangelism, uh, to-, to get out there and just try to pour into the lives of people and just be a part of their story and what's going on. Um, teams are-, are are coming in. We've got uh, some some friends from the Nerd of God squad that are be- going to be coming in, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a message even last night from one of our friends from out of state that's going to be coming in, uh, one of our Patreon sponsors. Uh, they'll <laughs> They'll be flying in to be a part of our team. Uh, we, we, as we mentioned, Scott Higa is going to be coming in. So, yeah, yeah very, very cool uh, to be a part of this. I, I don't want to, like, I'm not promoting Megacon or anything like that, but they just signed uh, some new people, new celebrities are going to be there. Um, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian Woo! is going to be there. Don't you dare make a, an indifferent shrug. I haven't them. seen The Mandalorian. Well, Sorry. She's rad is she's what's going cool. on. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Oh, oh, my childhood crush. <laughs> George the Jungle, Encino Man. No, the mummy. the mummy. Thank you. What about just him Love as an you. actor? He's beautiful. Yeah, that's from, too. From the most soul-crushing episode of Scrubs ever. So we don't talk about uh, that. No. It hurts. No. That doesn't make sense. But the mummy. Nathan <gasps> Fillion is going to be there. <gasps> no Whoa. way. I'm sorry. I got like, really excited. The voice of Kate Six. <gasps> wait, 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 what? Wait. I, was, I had to bring a Destiny was, reference in there. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh my gosh, no, Mal Reynolds dead. from Firefly, and uh, and the the perfect uh, the perfect perfect Nate Nate Drake Nathan Drake if uh, if only they would have had Captain Hammer from Doctor Horrible and Captain Long Hammer. Block. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, the four <laughs> hobbits are going to be there. I'm uh, so excited. Dom Monaghan, uh, Billy Boyd, Sean Astin, and the other one. <laughs> the other one. Oh, Giancarlo no. Esposito is going to be there. Uh, he's the the bad guy from Mandalorian. He's also Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. Katie Sackhoff is going to be there. Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica and Bo-Katan from uh, Clone so- Wars and The Mandalorian. A uh, bunch of other people, some folks from Clerks. John Cleese from Monty Python is going to be there. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. That is that? that is like royalty. Martin Cove and William Zabka from Cobra Kai are going to be oh, there. Oh my okay. gosh! Okay. Uh, Brent Spiner from ba- uh, from Star Trek: Next Generation. Lavar Burton is going to be there. Lavar <gasps> oh, Burton. No way! I feel like Donald Glover in Community. Dante Basco is going to be there. You know who that is? <gasps> yes, Rufio. Rufio. He's Rufio. Zuko. He's the voice of Zuko. Wait, really? Go. Okay, I'm sorry. Rufio. But also Rufio, but like <laughs> Zuko. Uh, some folks from Legends of Tomorrow, which I was a big fan of, so I don't know who they play. Uh, some people from Clerks and Chris Sarandon, who was mean- Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride. Oh, Lord have mercy. Alexandria. The this Princess is an Bride audio is my podcast. Favorite movie. You can't just make faces like that and not express your excitement out yeah. loud. I'm excited because The Princess Bride is my favorite movie and Prince Humperdinck is my least favorite, but I love <laughs> him anyway. Even more, he's even least favorite than like the albino. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so so it, it's really exciting, but more important than all the celebrities that are there, which is which is really that's a great list, and I, I think they're solid. adding they're adding more people, you know, still between now and May. Um, there's going to be tens of thousands of people there that don't know Jesus, that don't know really what it's like to, to have someone express the love of God to them in a, in a way that they can understand. You know, so their, their impressions of church are not balanced and biblical. They think of Christians as uh, finger pointing, Bible thumping, judgmental, look down on you uh, kind of people. 
And some are, some can be. And we are going to turn their expectations upside down. We are going to go to defy their preconceptions of what it means to love with the love of Jesus. And that's how, that's what we're going to do. That's our, that is our mission. And uh, we're really, really excited about that. We'll have um, three teams that are going to go out. We're going to have a media team, which is going to kind of bring you some cool, interesting things to look at from the outside. We'll talk to a lot of folks, uh, try to engage with the culture. We are going to have a a home base team, which will be there kind of representing our show. Uh, We'll have some merchandise and some different things like that. And then we're going to have a ministry team really going out and uh, Alexander, without going into too, too much, can you just kind of give us a, um, just a real quick sketch of what that's going to look like? So the elevator pitch here. Yeah. The elevator pitch is, um, our goal is to make friends, honestly. And I know that sounds really silly, but people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And so come on, um, somebody. one of the ways that we're going to do that is by, um, if we have a common interest with somebody by taking the time to get to talk with them or mm-hmm. allowing them to show us what they're oh, yeah. interested in um, and using that as a, as a way to build relationship yeah. because the gospel is relational and it's also transformational, but mm-hmm. you can't be transformed unless you have a relationship. So um, our goal is really to just go out, make friends and um, just be part of their lives. It's, yeah. it's not about a quota or um a, a number of people that we're trying to to uh, get to we're, say we're, yes to Jesus we're not as going we to shove Bible verses down their throats. Bag but, and tag, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 really it's really about um, just making sure that we see the hearts of people yeah. because people are people, not projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to love on them yeah. and show them that Jesus loves them, but that love is transformational and will truly change your life when you walk in into in step with that. That's so. awesome. That's our prayer moving forward. Lord, Lord give us that heart. Give us mm-hmm. that heart like Jesus has. Um, and, and we would love for you guys to please be a part of it. The number one way that you can help us with our Megacon project is by prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, please add it. To, if you have a list of things that you pray for, if you have a, a prayer journey, Journal or a prayer group at your church, please put the Nerd of Godcast Megacon uh, expedition on, on on your prayer list because we want to be led by the Lord and we want God to begin preparing people's hearts right now yeah. uh, to re- to receive and, and need that love. God, give them a hunger, uh, uh, even a brokenness, and I, that 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 only you can can mend. That only you can meet. Um, and so, so please pray. You can also be a part of the the financial team uh, of people. We we mentioned even last week we've had some uh, folks that have given that have really taken a tremendous burden off of, of what we needed to do to kind of raise funds for this. We're so glad for that. Uh, but we also like to have kind of outreach T-shirts and, and print materials and things like that. Uh, thank God. Uh, from the generosity of some of our Patreon sponsors and, and uh, Nerd of God Squad, we even still have some of these things left over from last year, which we're so grateful for. It's going to be a tremendous savings for us financially. Uh, we can walk into this thing without having to, uh, you know, sell chicken dinners to try to pay for it, uh, or or even throttle back on some of our goals and expectations. We want to be able to go in there and put things in people's hands, so they're immediately receiving and and immediately getting value and seeing what we're we're doing uh, can can be not selfish. So many times the church only comes to people when their hand is extended. It's like, well, we need this, you guys. Uh, we want to do the opposite. We want to come in and put things in people's hands and sow into their lives and, and give them something that they didn't know that they wanted or needed. But uh, that's that's part of our goal, and we would love for you to be a part of that. Now, how? Uh, a, you can always go to Patreon and be part of our Patreon fam. Uh, that always goes to help in a big, big way. 
or you can go to our website, nerdofgodcast.com, and just click on the store. On our storefront, there is, uh, you know, you can always buy our merchandise stickers and t-shirts and things like that, but you can also make a donation. There's a donate button. You can select the amount and uh, give. If you'd like to give any other way, if there's a way that's better for you, Cash App, Venmo, write a check, whatever the thing might be, um, just message us or shoot me an email at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com, nerdofgodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll be glad to, to work with you. We just would love to have you partner with us. And if you are joining our prayer team, honestly, please reach out. And let us know. Uh, shoot me that email. Uh, call us at uh, 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. Just send a, a message, Raven, whatever you got. And let us know that you're going to be praying for us. Uh, that just keeps us really, really encouraged and lets us know that God is is creating this, this network of people that are pouring into people's lives. Uh, one soul is worth all of the effort. So, um, you know, help us to to help those who, who need it in Jesus' name. Who wants to play a game? I, I do. I certainly do. All right, you're going to need your boards for this. Um, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to play a game called What's It Gonna Take? And in this game, I'm going to cr uh, put out a dollar amount, and then I'm going to give you two options of something that you can do for that dollar amount, or dollar amount, some kind of reward. So this is your reward if you will be willing to do this thing or that thing. And what, uh, what we'll take turns, so it'll be, let's just say Jackie's turn is first. So everybody gets to vote whether Jackie would do this thing that thing, neither or both. Ooh. And if your answer lines up with Jackie's answer, you get a point. I like winning. All right. <laughs> I do like Let winning. Let me clarify. Are there real dollars involved in this? No actual dollars. This Dang. is all Baller. completely hypothetical. All right. So let's let's look at our first dollar amount. This is for seventy-five thousand dollars, Jackie. Woo. What would what's it gonna take? Mm -hmm. Would for seventy-five thousand dollars? Would you? For one year, wipe your hand off in plain sight every time you shake hands with someone with no explanation allowed. Oh. <laughs> That's going to be in the orange box here. So you can write orange, green, or, or uh, you know, both or neither. Uh, and in the blue box, or the green box, Jackie, would you take a ballet class three days a week all summer long? So for $75,000, Jackie, would you take a ballet class three days a week all summer long? Or... Wipe your hands every time you shake someone's hand <laughs> in plain sight without being able to explain it. So everyone's going to vote. Jackie, you're going to answer whether you would do the orange, which is wipe your hand, the green, which is the ballet, neither or both. $75,000 is on the table. And let's see what our guess is. Alexandria. I said both. Both. Oliver Gale. Uh, I say the handshaking thing. That she Orange. would she would do the handshaking, she but that she would not do the ballet class. Would not do the ballet. Class. Okay. What do you I, got, Julia? I think she'll dance in the ballet class and not do the handshaking thing. All right. So we've got a, a real split decision here, uh, Jackie. For seventy-five grand, what you gonna do? I'm so disappointed, guys. I 100% would take ballet three days a uh, week. That's what I'm saying. I, I always like wanted to be that. a ballerina when I was a kid. Do I get half a point? Nope, you sure Wrong. don't. Wrong. All right. Incorrect. Can I get a question as yep. well? Sure. If she were to do both, does she get double the money? That yeah. Oh, is that is a question. great clarifying question. Yes, she would. Oh, bummer. Okay. Should have done both. Yeah, should've sorry, both. I should have clarified that. Yeah, I, my, my bad. All right. Uh, Jackie, I, I feel like uh, I would definitely, for 75 grand, I would shake someone's hand and cuss their nana for a year. <laughs> um, is it like every time you shake somebody's hand? Every time you shake someone's hand, you got to like visibly wipe it off. It's not like I shake anyone's hand like ever, yeah. so... Yeah. 
All right, Alexandria, you are up for $250. Oh, okay. Would you have to personally fire 10 people in the next year? <gasps> in the next year. In the next year, you got to fire 10 people personally. That's orange. Or swallow an ounce of salt all at once. Green. Glad Jackie didn't get that one because she's the only one who's really salty here. It's a sixteenth of a pound. A sixteenth of a pound is that's that is a lot of salt. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, Oliver, what do you what do you say? What do you say for uh, two hundred fifty bucks? I'd say she'd do the salt. She would. She'd eat the salt. Yeah. Julia. My own girl would do both. She said. Ka-ching. Julia said both. That's that puts five hundred big ones in Alexandria's pocket. Just green. Just the green, which is swallowing the salt. What do you say, Alexandria? I would rather fire 10 people (laughs) in the span of a year. And the reason being because having hard conversations is worth it. And if they can be better for it, I'm all all in. I don't have to deal with them. I'm also all in. Yeah, but you could have also done the salt thing and got to double the money. So what's your explanation for she ain't that? Trying to eat that salt. I, I don't like to be dehydrated. It's valid. Yeah. That's valid. I'm just not into it. Wow, that's pretty cold hearted though. Like just fight. that's a hard decision, but then those people are jobless. Now I'm salty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so nobody gets a point on that one. Ollie. Five thousand dollars is on the table, sir. And for five grand, would you sleep on a couch instead of a bed for three months? <gasps> Or for five grand, would you get sprayed by a skunk? Oh, that's green. Oliver, how comfy is your couch? Not very. <laughs> Does it have to be my couch? It just says a couch. It just says a couch. But okay. let's let's say that it is a couch of average comfort. Uh, you know, you're not going to be on the worst couch in the world, but you're definitely not going to be on some luxury, posturepedic couch. All right, so it's orange. Not be your couch, Tony. It won't be my my couch is splendid. Super comfy. Uh, sleep on a couch instead of a bed for three months, orange, or get sprayed by a skunk, green. Five grand is on the table. Julia, what do you say Ollie's going to do? Orange. Orange. That's uh, sleep on a couch. Jackie? I think for the money, both. Okay. And? The stink uh, is temporary. She says both. Oliver, what do you got, man? He hey! wrote both. That is a point for Alexandria, a point I'm for Jackie. My thought process was, you know, sofa, whatever. But he works with animals, yes. so I'm sure some of them stink. Yes. And the skunk stink is temporary. <laughs> it takes a while to go away, but it will go away. Uh, you got to put tomato juice on it, right? Is that the, isn't that the, the thing? Sure, why not? sprayed me with a skunk, I'd be so mad. Uh, <laughs> but then you get five grand. I don't think that's worth it. Julia, you are up. Most of my car paid off. Most of your car. Spray me with a skunk. <laughs> Julia, you're making 500 on this one. $500. Mm. So for 500 bucks, Julia. Proportionate. Would you be the before picture for a gym advertisement? <gasps> Rude. <laughs> Julia is so I didn't write these cards. <laughs> You're the after picture, Julia. Think about all the exposure that you would she get is, from modeling. <laughs> Her jaw is a gape. Five hundred dollar exposure. Julia, Julia, I just need a blink if you're alive. I can't even see Instagram famous. <laughs> Think about it. Um No, hold on, hold on. Let me I gotta put the second one out. Julia, don't answer. They have to guess. Um, they have to guess. Uh for five hundred bucks, would you beg for all of your food for seven days? 
I feel like as a college student, we already do this. Yeah, <laughs> Julia, for for orange, would you uh, would you be the before picture for a gym advertisement? I would do that. Easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, Same. Or five for five hundred bucks, would you beg for all of your food for seven days? All right, show me your guesses, Jacqueline. Green. Green, that is beg for your food. I said neither. Neither. Okay. All right, that's a bold one. And? I say orange. Orange, be the before picture. Why, Ollie? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to be different. Aren't you glad he yeah, didn't we'll say Yeah, we'll go with that. Maybe, I mean, I'll, maybe Ollie didn't understand the assignment. Aren't you glad he didn't say banana? Ah, uh, <laughs> Julia, what is your answer? Uh, I get. I put green. Green. Okay, that's fine. So who got that one? That was Jackie. Jackie. Jackie gets another point. I like money. <laughs> <laughs> green. <laughs> All right, this one. Um, I will do. Mm-hmm. For two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a dance solo for fifteen minutes in front of five thousand people. Hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely something you do. <laughs> Just Napoleon Dynamite that. Yes. Exactly what I, I know why this is especially hilarious. Yeah. Um, or enthusiastically play tuba <laughs> every day from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. for two months. Oh, your neighbors would love you. Yeah, but like $250,000. Yeah. Um, That's like almost a house. Yeah. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Man, um, life is it's hard. In Tampa, it's Tampa, that's a, a quarter of a house. <laughs> life is hard now. Yeah. All right, so for 250 grand, a cool quarter mill, dance solo for 15 minutes in front of 5,000 people, or enthusiastically play tuba from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. for two months. Uh, Jackie, what do you guess? If you do both, you get half a mill, and you can learn the VeggieTales theme song. <laughs> both! Green. Green. I said orange because that sounds like a dream of yours. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is both, you yeah! guys. Because half a mil. Never can underestimate how, how greedy I know, but I can I can <laughs> with my lips enough to make it sound like something for He's an hour. He's got two months to At learn. the end of two months, I'd be able to play something. So who got that right? All three of you guys? Can you even stay yes. up that late? Jackie and Ollie? No. Nope, I, so, so Jackie, and, Jackie and Alexandra. Yeah. I'm still at zero. All right. Oh, All right. For two hundred dollars, Oliver, would you get one of these questions right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'd like to. All right, Dang now we're into seven. round two, and here we go. Now, now these are some of these are not dollar amounts anymore. Some of these are just rewards. Hmm. So, Jackie, yes, for the use of a private jet for one year, that is your reward. Okay. Would you shoot a squirrel in your backyard with a BB gun? Perfect. Is like as bad as my before. <laughs> or spend a week in a tiny research ve- vessel underwater in the Marianas Trench, the uh. deepest place on Earth. So, for use of a private jet for one year, orange, <clears throat> would you shoot a squirrel in the backyard with a powerful BB gun? Or green, spend a week in a tiny research vessel underwater in the Marianas Trench? And you get a private jet. That means for you can go anywhere years. you want for one year. Or two years. One year. Because if she does both, this is a one year. Yeah, one year. But if she does both, then, then she gets she two private jets for one year. Calm right. down. I want to know the answer. All right. So Alexandria, what do you guess? Green. green. That is the the Marianas Trench. Ollie. Green. Uh, Marianas Trench. Julia. Both, because I thought it was two years. Marianas Trench. My answer doesn't make sense, Tony. And shoot a squirrel in the backyard, Jackie. No. No, neither. Neither. She said neither. neither. Wow. I'd shoot a squirrel so fast for that point. 
I would. <laughs> oh, he's like, I would eat that squirrel. I would, and I have. All the time anyway. Yeah. Have you guys ever had here. squirrel? It's no. good. The doctor tells no. me it's high in cholesterol. I've had brain. <laughs> You've had squirrel brain? Yeah, yeah. Don't you act like that's Sarah normal. Will. Don't it you is. dare Bro. act like that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Nick, obviously. Oh, obviously. Nick and I both grew up in the country. We know. See, Nick, Nick's like, Nick's like, oh, I had it with scrambled eggs. Oh, well, if you had it with scrambled eggs, then naturally. But I thought you meant without scrambled eggs. And I was like, what? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I love it when Nick chimes in at the best points of the episode. You know what I mean? Like, you never see it coming, and then it happens. And you're like, ah, yes. Jackie, you, do you not like the underwater thing to. No, I'm, I'm a little claustrophobic with stuff like that. That, I have a deep fear of drowning. Yeah, in that would space. that would kill me dead. Yeah. That would kill oh, me. Same. Absolutely same, same, same. not. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. I would, yeah, I would no. never. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. If I was underwater. on a spacious vessel underwater, that yeah, wouldn't maybe. bother me. But, but the tiny cramped no, one, no, just no. the thought of that is making me panic right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I would die of an anxiety attack and I wouldn't be able to enjoy the jet. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Can't yeah. fly anywhere if you're dead. Correct. All right. I mean... Unless they're uh, flying my body home like- to bury it. <laughs> Alexandria, you are going to get unlimited free concert admission for five years. Ooh, that is a very You get four, four seats, unlimited free concert <gasps> admission for five years. How many times can we see Big Time Rush? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> can we- uh, and here's what you got to do. You have to spend one week in a United States Army boot camp. She could totally do she that. She could totally do that. Or you have to go bungee jumping. She would. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you guys have a, a, a level of confidence, the likes of which I've I've not seen. Can we all do it at once? Um, sure. What do you guys? One, one two, two, three. three boom! boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody gets a point there. Great job, Oliver. You're on the board finally. finally. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ollie. Uh, let's see what's it going to take for you. Let's see, Ollie. Ali, you get a Ferrari sports car for three months. Only three months? You got to, listen, running around in a Ferrari, man, straight up GTA level stuff. Three months. (laughs) Hitting people and everything. Your kids can't can't use it. When, (laughs) if all you have to do is this, Oliver. (laughs) Go to a wedding and yell, I object when the minister asks. <laughs> like, does it have to be the wedding of somebody you know, or just does, like you show up? It just does he says, get no at, the at, wedding? at a wedding. I don't know what wedding. I but. would just run into a random like wedding and be like, I object. Or I Oliver, for one month, you have to spend one month eating only foods you have never tasted before. <gasps> That's terrifying. Ooh, <laughs> I wish I wish either? you guys could see Oliver's face. I've never seen that expression <laughs> on your face in as long as I've known you. I don't even know how to interpret it. All right. Everybody take a guess here. Orange is he has to yell I object at a wedding when a minister asks. Green is he has to spend a month eating foods that he's never tasted before. That's an interesting challenge. Because I've tasted a lot of foods. I'd take the food one. <laughs> yeah, I, mean- you, I bet you would scrambled eggs and squirrel brains. <laughs> My goodness. Nah, you nasty. Julia, what do you guess? Orange, because you only have to do it once. At the wedding. Uh, Jackie? Put no. No, neither of them. Neither. Alexandria? Orange. Orange, at the wedding, y'all, I object. Y'all interpreted Oliver saying, I am not eating foods I don't know. Ollie? I wouldn't. He said orange. So no, far so, more adventurous than I. Texture's a big deal for me. Yeah, no, I, I am, I'm with you on that one. Taste um, is one thing, I mean, but if the texture's weird, can't do it. I I would possibly do if I got to choose the food on the 
the, the oh trying sure, stuff I think you would. Tried? I mean, there's nothing that says you couldn't choose it, but eventually, after a month, you. I mean, you tr- if you try this, you can't eat it again because you've tried it. Yeah, it's got to be something you never well, never tried before. Imagine that grocery bill. Oh, that is. I mean, that's like, like ninety meals, man, of stuff you ain't never tried before. But what if? It, I mean, if it's beef that's prepared this way, I've never eaten it this way before. I don't. Yeah, that, <laughs> a steak that's prepared this way, I've never eaten that before. I've so never that, tried wagyu. <laughs> oh, I've never tried wagyu. That would definitely be like that's funny. one of the first five. All right, all right, all right, all right. So here we go. Uh, and Julia, this will be our yes. final, our final round. Julia, you get free groceries for six months. Ah. Uh. She, no more begging for food for you, Julian. <laughs> Free groceries for six months, and you have to drive without a seatbelt for a month. Oh, no, no, no. Free groceries no. for six months, but you can't use a seatbelt for a month. Uh, or number two, ride a bike across America. Like Pee Wee Herman. He didn't ride a bike across America. He was looking for his bike across oh, America. Oh, whatever. Same thing. I literally can't even sit in a parked car without putting my seatbelt on. Like, it doesn't matter if we're not going anywhere. That seatbelt is on me. Uh, <laughs> or- can't do it. Orange is the seatbelt. Drive without a seatbelt for a month. Green is ride a bike across America. You don't have to wear a seatbelt for that one. And uh, You're going to need a lot of groceries, though. Imagine all the calories you burn. Free groceries for six months. And what are our predictions, Jackie? No. Neither. Jackie's just like, nope, we ain't doing this. Nope. Green. Green, the ride a bike. Ollie? I said no, too. No. Julia? No. Neither. <laughs> so I just ju- imagined you going across the United States I'm and making several friends. Fit. I am not that fit, though. And that, not uh, for six months of groceries. Not for six even months. Even though they're free. No, and I imagined like a, like a beach cruiser bike. Like it would be like a fun adventure vlog type deal, not like a athletic thing. Well, in either case, we now kind of know what we would sacrifice for what. Like, yes, I would sacrifice food that I have eaten or, or familiar with. I would sacrifice my seat belt. We can I, be bought. I, we can be bought. Everybody has a price, right? And we have a... <laughs> so this tonight, tonight we're talking about sacrifice, so it's like what would you be willing to give up for this? What would you be willing to do? What comfort level would you be willing to give up? Julia uh, knows the, the, about the dancing one because last night, <laughs> last night Julia and I went dancing. Really? Okay. Not True. intentionally. <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I love where this is going. Oh we we le- we left church. We had a Bible study and rehearsal at church last night, and uh, we were we were looking for a place to eat, and it was late. And not very many places were open, so we found this place that was around the corner from the church, and they had a special promotion that was one dollar hamburgers. So you know I was down to clown. So we, we went to this $1 hamburger place, and then we found out it was also ladies' night. And we're like, that's <laughs> weird for a, a restaurant to have ladies' night. It was not so much a restaurant as it was like a 1982 Tiki Lounge bar. Oh, no. Okay. With a disco dance floor and a DJ playing music. And a lot of Dua Lipa. A lot of Dua Lipa. He really liked. He really <laughs> he liked the really Dua. Really liked Dua Lipa. So we we were trying to eat. We had chicken wings. I had a dollar burger, and uh, it was actually really good. Uh, so we were we were there, and nobody was really going out and dancing too much. As the night went on, you had like maybe one or two people that you could tell had they they came they came pre sauced. <laughs> they pre partied. <laughs> they got went lost out to dance. Sauced. And then. Lost. Uh, and then and then they played a song and I don't know man I was just I was just grooving and I'm just like you know what Julia and and so so Sheena's there uh, my son Christian's there Liz Mati was there and I'm like come on Julia and we went out and we 
danced and had a great time and we were good and people applauded not we were good <laughs> that was an actual thing that happened are there I videos of this there is one. a video yeah actually uh, you'll I never and you'll see never see it ever i've seen you dance plenty of times Tony. no no, no i no, enjoy dancing crazy. i'm very i'm very nimble for a large man um <laughs> we 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 did have a, have a good time do you remember the song that we danced to was it not um oh um was it diana ross i want yeah, I don't know. It was great. We had a good time. It was an ABBA. No, no, it was not. It wasn't. I, you, I never, never. It was a standing rule for me: don't go out on the dance floor for <laughs> ABBA ever. Dancing Queen plays. I was like, this is my jam, you guys. <laughs> I'm going right now. Oh, I was gonna say, um, Super Trooper, let's go to find me. Is my ABBA song that I feel like would be a fun song to dance to. Mama Mia. Yeah, no, no, I don't mm-hmm. think so. No ABBA song ever. Ever, um, that is that's not a sacrifice I'm willing to make tonight. We're talking about sacrifice. Uh, when when uh, we are in the Easter season, we are leading up to Easter. We're a couple of weeks off from Easter. Easter is so iconic in in the, the Christian faith. It's it's probably the most important holiday. The best. The you are a big Easter fan. I'm Why? A very Why? Big Easter fan. I don't know. I think it's like the crux of like everything we believe in. Obviously, like you know, um, Jesus rising from the dead. Defeating death, yeah, um, making a way where there was no way. The veil was torn mm-hmm. in the process of him mm. and his uh, crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just get really hyped when I think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, Easter. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to have like some church music happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get that that organ run on us. I'm gonna need a praise break. What did you call it the other day? We went when someone like a preacher's preaching, and someone goes, mm. oh, spiritual yummies, spiritual yummies, because you say something. So good, you go. Mm, mm, step on me. Step on me. It's a spiritual yummy. <laughs> That's great. We we are coming up to Easter, man, and it's a great holiday. I mean, it, it is a really amazing time. It's a time where we're, we're reminded of this, and there. And I think that that if you read in the Gospels, I mean, there is a preparation that Jesus is going through, where he's telling his disciples, "Look, I'm going to be sacrificed. I am going to be the one that goes and takes this." They didn't really understand until they saw it happen. They didn't really fully understand until the resurrection. Uh, mm-hmm. And and as we talk about sacrifice, we can remember in all of our like stories that we love when a character sacrifices themselves to win the victory. Can you think of any examples of that off the top of your head? Like somebody's got to die so that everybody else can live. I immediately think of the guy from Spy Kids 3. Aww. Which is not the... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? Alexandria the knows guy. what I'm talking about. I know. The guy. The guy. The guy. He's not the guy. Uh, is the guy like a, a, a Jesus character? Is he a Christ figure in this story? He's a two-second um, like cameo, but who plays him? Oh. I can't even remember. From, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, is it Sean? Elijah is it Sean Bean? No, because he Elijah dies in everything. Wood. It's Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah, it is Elijah Wood actually. I just forgot that was who it is. But yeah, I was like, oh I yeah, remember. that's definitely Elijah Wood. <laughs> so Elijah Wood comes in and dies for everyone. Like what? What happened? It's not even like a main crux of this. I'm sorry, this is a horrible example. Okay, <laughs> terrible example, Julia. But hopefully, it's bought everyone enough time to think of a good answer. Yeah, that's um, um, uh, Gandalf. 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 Yeah. Yes. Spoiler. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's yeah. a great answer. Fly, you fools. That's fantastic. The lion that, that's still, I and I know how the story plays out. It still gets me. Every single mm-hmm. time. And in the two towers, it still gets me. To, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, oh, my goodness. I'm like emotional thinking about it I right know. now. 
And and Gandalf is definitely like the Christ figure in in the Lord of the Rings books. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, not only the, the the death, the resurrection, and the return. <gasps> Sorry. He rides in for look for the sunrise on the third day, and he rides in with the Ro Rohirrim. You know, mm-hmm. literally, Two Towers is hands down my favorite Lord of the Rings movie oh, of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will always always go to Two Towers. Girlfriend. Got the extended edition, 4K. We need to watch it. Girlfriend. Film, film festival. Please. Right now it's happening. I actually found online there is um, a website that has recipes to eat like a hobbit all day mm-hmm. to do a Lord of the Rings marathon. And mm-hmm. it's got actual recipes that like are Spiritual yummies. <laughs> Step on me. Like, like the, 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 the lemon spread. Yeah, but okay. So, but I don't I want. I say it wrong. But I think, I think that they they make like, like I feel like hobbits eat carrots and radishes too much. No, no. There's, I'm going to, I'm going to refine it and I'm going to okay. send you the link please and then we will please. have to do a day where we make you. all the food and then we eat all the food. So I don't want to, I don't, don't want to tip my hand here, but we have an episode coming up this season that is going to be all about the things um, that that kind of make us get excited about food in nerd culture and um, Sheena my my wife is going to be kind of doing some of the the cooking from John Blouse. It's going to be like she a murder mystery cooking. across all of our fictional universes, the things that make us really really happy. It's uh, the episode will be called Fantastic Foods and Where to Find Them. Yes. We'll be talking about all of our favorite nerdy yummies and stuff like that. Sheena will be taking and us Sheena will be taking us on the kitchen quest. So uh, that's that episode is coming up uh, at some point this season. I'm pretty pumped about that. So not to tell you too, too much, but she's gonna. We, we will get to eat, and it will be glorious. Um, uh, other sacrifices. Spock. Shut your beautiful mouth right now. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, Nicholas. That one still hurts. Yes, yes um, it does. Or Kirk, depending on or which Kirk. universe, which timeline you're in. Uh, so Spock in the Wrath of Khan. Uh, unpack that for the uninitiated. Uh, so... For the uninitiated. Um, it's me. I'm the uninitiated. <laughs> Sorry. Khan has just, you know, laid in a new one on the Enterprise. And uh, the Enterprise is, is uh, crashing. The the warp core is misaligned or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And, uh, well, why can't they just fix that super easy? The, the, the <laughs> warp core room is flooded with radiation and... They can't go in there until the radiation is clear. But so, so why don't they just wait? Because the ship is crashing. Oh man! Well, that, so, that seems like they're dead. Then how how in the world are they going to get out of this one? So Spock sacrifices himself and goes into the room with all the radiation. But that'll kill him. Yes, and and, uh, and it does. <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That is one um, of the most uh, like heart touching, gut wrenching scenes when when Spock when Kirk realizes that what Spock has done and goes down to engineering. And you have Spock in the room with the warp core, and Kirk, and they're separated by this wall of glass. And Kirk just collapses and puts his hand up to the to the glass. And Spock is on the other side with his hand up to the glass, and he's like, "You have been and always shall be my friend." It's like, (laughs) (laughs) Spock, Spock, Alexandria, Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh! oh yeah. yeah. That was the yeah. face that I made earlier that you saw when you looked over at me because I was trying to look up other ideas for oh it, and goodness. that one popped up. Tony Definitely Stark. Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you go back and you look at the the poster for um, mm-hmm. the Endgame, and he's standing there with his arms outstretched, mm-hmm. like like very Christ-like. Yep. And, and it's so funny because all of these ideas in literature we love them and we see the nobility in them because in our hearts and kind of written on our DNA. 
there is this idea that sacrifice is like the highest form of love. And doesn't, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus straight up says that, right? right. There's no greater love than this, than one would lay down his life for, for his, his friends. friends. And, and we know that. Like, Jesus isn't like revealing something that, that our hearts don't already testify. We go, oh, wow. When, if you were to do that, that's like tremendous. It's, mm-hmm. it's important. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I, 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 any other any other thoughts? Any other characters that jump out to you or uh, sacrifice and why it's important? I have a Disney one that popped up as I was trying to look up some ideas and stuff. Because, you know, whenever you ask a question, suddenly all the answers that you know that you know disappear in your head. <laughs> they don't. So yes. my brain relies heavily on Google for things like this. <laughs> and it brought up an, a core memory that oh, I no. replaced. Oh, no. Oh, I know it. Bing oh. bong. I knew that was what you were going to say. Bong. Take her to the moon. For me. Oh, oh, Jackie, that was the worst than Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, oh Bing Bong heart. from Who's your friend who likes to play? Inside Out. Bing Bong, Bing Bong. Have you no, you never no. seen Inside Out, Alexandria? No. Okay, well you are missing. You'll out. still feel emotional when it gets to that it's, part. It's, it's it's absolutely delightful. It's wonderful. What a wonderful, what a wonderful thing. And we love that. And those characters, Bing Bong should be the character you like least in that movie. Correct. He is not aesthetically pleasing to look at. He's adorable. He's still, oh, come He's on. He's like a pug. <laughs> He's like a heffalump. <laughs> a woozle. <laughs> and, um, but, but yeah, what he does makes him stand out. That's the only reason we're t- still talking about Bing Bong today, mm. you know? Uh, today. To, to, to today. this day. To this day. day. The people still remember the legend of Bing Bong. Um, <laughs> Uh, one that I think it counts, um, Mufasa. Oh. Uh, when I don't care if it counts or not. I'll accept <laughs> it. I'll still cry. It's Oliver's just going for things that are going to make me cry. That's Sorry. all it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, he went down there to, to save his son and, uh, you know, he did pay the ultimate price there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scar helped him pay the ultimate price yeah. the way he did, but, uh, yeah, he was there. Scar, yeah. brother. <sighs> That's tough. That's tough. Hi, Julia. Come gonna on. fight someone. I now want to fight someone. <laughs> okay, shifting gears. Shifting gears. We obviously <laughs> see the value in, in, in sacrifice, but yes. but in, in Christian culture, as we lead up to Easter, there are steps and preparations that some church cultures will, will undertake. Now, in my upbringing as a believer, this is not something that we've put a premium on. In fact, I'm kind of fuzzy on even uh, what it is. But uh, we're in a season called Lent right now. Mm. Uh, so are you, are you are Julia? <laughs> Julia's <laughs> like Julia's cracks her knuckles. Uh, Julia, what is what is for, for for the uninitiated, for the people that don't come from that particular liturgical background? What what is what is Lent? Lent is just uh, forty days before Easter, uh, and depending on like your denomination, I guess they have like specific things for each week type thing. But basically, it's a time where you are preparing yourself for Easter Uh, and that can look like really one of two things you can be giving something up so that when you're like going for that thing it's kind of like fasting in a way Um, so like if you're like I'm going to give up uh, meat for Lent you don't eat meat for the 40 days days? leading up until Easter or what people tell you you can also do is do something um, you know that would benefit you spiritually so like I'm going to read this Bible plan for Lent or I'm going to set aside this extra time for prayer that I normally wouldn't have thought to do. It's Mm -hmm. meant to like prepare your heart Mm -hmm. and the way 
for Jesus to come back. So we'll go back to the game that we played. For $5,000, would you give up meat for 40 days in preparation for Lent? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, It'd right? It'd be tough. Yeah. It'd be yeah. tough, right? And I guess the idea is, you know, we, we've talked, you know, kind of in a game before, we talked about all the things that we would do or wouldn't do for X amount of dollars. So what's the payoff for doing that for, for Lent? I think it's more of a relational thing than like a goal. Mm. I think that when you go into that mindset, if it's to like, like if you go on a diet, let's say maybe your your goal is to like lose weight or whatever. Sure. Most people would be like, no, it's like a lifestyle change. Like you need to like do it so that you'll be like feel better. Mm. Like all these other. My things. goal is to be the after picture for the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I think the the actual goal is just to get closer to Jesus and to become more like him because when you're preparing a way for him and you're preparing space for him in your heart and in your mind and in your life it really just changes your perspective and that allows you to be closer to him gotcha Mm -hmm. that's great thank you for thank you for explaining that um just in case you weren't here or weren't prepared to do that i did i did go to the google um to to kind of find out a little bit about again i i I should probably know this but it's not something that our our church does so i did look it up lent which in the latin is uh Quadra Gesimia, which means 40th, which is also, I think, the name of my favorite album by The Who. Um, <laughs> it, it's a 40-day season of fasting, prayer, and almsgiving that begins on Ash Wednesday, which is another thing that I don't do. It's weird. I remember the first time I was in Walmart on Ash Wednesday, and I saw people with the marks on their head. I'm like, oh, the Satanists are here. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought, like, I got flashbacks oh, of, like, no. uh, like, a thief in the night. You know, it's like, they have the mark, you guys. I didn't know what it was. It's like uh, um, baptism, but it stays in your face all day, so it's like for everyone to see. For everyone to see. Uh, so it goes from Ash Wednesday until sundown on Holy Thursday, which is before Good Friday. I guess Holy Thursday or Maundy Thursday, which I've also... What does Maundy mean? I don't even know. Maundy sounds like like the the, uh, the animated kids show that I wa- wish I was. Um, it was. I don't know. It's like, oh, it's Mondi, and then you. I don't know. What What is the definition of Mondi? It was the. It's a celebration of um, when they were in the upper in the upper room having the last. No, I understand what it well, is, but what does Mondi? Oh, mean? I don't know. Like, is it, how is it? It's it, it's it's Mondi, you know. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Mondi for I, a Thursday. I can see, Gar- <laughs> I can see Garfield Garfield with the lasagna going. I hate Mondies. I don't know. <laughs> don't you dare laugh at that. That didn't deserve it. <laughs> Um, uh, so did my jokes. Ac- I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> According to our friends at Crew, the three main things that people focus on during Lent are prayer, fasting, which is you know abstaining from something or whatever, um, and then giving or, or charity. Ah, yes. And those are the things that that people do for these forty days. Probably things that people should do intermittently throughout the year. No, no. Right. It should just be like the trademark. Nope, forty days is all you get, Jesus. That is all <laughs> you did. There was a, you just for free groceries for six months. I will fast and do charity for forty days. Um, has there ever been a time that you've had to give some, uh, this is this is like give something up like I like I have had to for whatever reason spiritual reasons or health reasons or whatever I have had to give something up yeah I had vocal nodules I had to give oh. up singing oh yeah mm. that sucked yeah no first time it happened when I was in eighth grade mm. and um, <clears throat> it was really mad depressing not gonna lie Wow. Because anybody, uh, I, I remember like you you were dealing with this uh, several months ago, maybe about a year ago, and um, you, you posted a video online of you singing a video, and I'm like, Julia, no, you're not supposed to do that. And you're like, it's an old song. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> then, then we're fine. <laughs> I had an extended time of fasting um, starting in last November, and it lasted until the end of January. Mm. 
um, where I only ate one meal a day, but it was a, it was something that I felt like the Lord invited me into. And so in the times where I would have been eating, I spent time in like prayer and worship and reading scripture. Right. And it was one of the greatest things I've ever done. I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I can't begin to explain to you like the difference and like the depths of like relationship it took me to with the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I also gave up social media and that's I was going to say that's something you do a lot actually. Right. Like you kind of on and off are off social media Mm -hmm. and I can't send you the nail painting videos. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How, how in the world are you going to sleep at night without seeing the nail? (laughs) Honestly, nails are so cute. They're so cute. cute. But I mean, I, I give those things up regularly because at the end of the day, my gaze needs to be focused on the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things are lesser loves in a way. Yeah. 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 And I I want my eyes to be fixed on the greatest love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. The ones that can love you back. And right. sometimes when you give something up, even kind of like something that you love and treasure, you find that what replaces it is actually exceeds it. Like I remember during kind of the, the quarantine time when we were all sort of locking ourselves in our home for months at a time, um, we didn't go out. We weren't going. We weren't going to theme parks. We weren't going to Target. We weren't doing going out to restaurants. It just uh, and that what replaced it was so fulfilling and satisfying. My family spent, it was like, it was like going into fast forward mode, getting us caught up in quality time. We were spending every night, like playing board games together, talking with each other, just very relational. Uh, we, we were spending time cooking. I just basically had my TV on America's test kitchen all day, every day. <laughs> and I was like cooking all of these, like, dude, you should like the things that I learned how to cook. And I was a good cook before quarantine, but dude, COVID, made me a whiz in the kitchen dude i'd be cooking <laughs> some banging stuff right now you gotta get up come on my house and try my, my chicken legs they are good but um but it was it was i had to give something up but then mm-hmm. i found what replaced it exceeded it it was it was even mm-hmm. it was even better um when when we follow christ we choose to follow christ i mean he he says you know to to take his yoke his his burden is easy right meaning that whatever the yoke that the world has on us we should be giving those things up we we there has to be a repentance to follow christ meaning the things that we're doing the things that we value the things that we treasure we need to rethink it repent and put those things down right we need to turn Mm -hmm. from from those other things what are some things that you found maybe personally if you if you don't mind sharing that when you decided to really follow jesus with a with a passion and with an in, in, uh, I'll say intensity, but maybe more an intentionality. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you decided I have to sacrifice this in order to follow Christ better? I had to give up holding grudges mm. because and she's still mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe a little bit. Sometimes I think it's an ongoing process. I will say I won't say that it was like I I knew I had to do it. I, I did it. And I'm over it now because that's that's not what happened. Right. Um. But it has, it has gotten a lot easier. I think that when it came to a point where I was, even more recently, just thinking about stuff that has happened in the past and thinking, you know, like that old um, adage, like, forgive mm-hmm. or like, if, judge not lest he be judged. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's like, treat others the way you want to be treated type of mentality and like realizing, obviously, like Jesus paid the ultimate price right. for stuff he did not do. Yeah. I did it all. <laughs> Let's be real, right? Yeah, you know, and so like you think about it and you go, okay, well, I can't hold things against other people. And I love the idea of that when it was in my favor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, petty. It, you know what I mean? But like, it's so hard, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to real heartbreak, when it comes to people who really went out of their way to hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's hard. And I think that 
when it came to a point where I was really wanting to follow God and like change a lot of things in my life, God was radically like just throwing things at me. Like you need to take this away, take this away, take this away. Mm -hmm. And when it got to that point where he was like, you need to just forgive and give that to me, all that bitterness, all that rage, all that like hurt, Mm -hmm. just give it to me. And I was like, for like a year, I was like, nope. (laughs) And I didn't do it. And then the day I did, and I actually reached out to somebody who had really hurt me. They were talking to me. They were like, you know, it's really crazy that you would message me. I'm actually, um, I'm in this process of seeing what God has to do with my life. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. they like knew any, you know, had any um, leaning towards that at all. And I just like this, like. It just goes to show that God will honor your faithfulness. God yeah. will use what you give up, what you surrender to him. Like it's never done in vain. Like it may mm-hmm. feel like it's like, well, I want this entitlement. I want to hold on to it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't worthy of tr- being treated this way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. And that mm-hmm. pride and that's that story that I would tell myself from when I was a kid of like, I am a victim. I am this, I'm that like giving up even that victim mentality of like, no, like, Bad things happened and they're not not bad, but God didn't he redeem it. Mm-hmm. And he continues to do that. And so that's something some things that I've been having to give up is like pride, um, and and grudges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the unforgiving servant, you know, and the master yeah. forgives yeah. him his giant massive debt and then he turns around, uh, it's I think it's in Matthew eighteen, and and he doesn't forgive his co laborer who owes him a little bit. It's like, no, mm-hmm. if you don't if you can't forgive somebody a little, I'm not gonna forgive you a lot. Put it all back on him. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, God puts that that burden on us. Ollie, what's something that you, you feel like maybe you needed to lay down or sacrifice or leave behind uh, in order to follow Jesus better? Um, or can uh, can we say this on a family friendly show? I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, uh, there was a, a job that I had. Um, uh, part it was partially during COVID, and it, it was it was a work at home position, and it paid very well. But at first, they told me it was just going to be Monday through Friday. Then, of course, later on, oh yeah, we're going to need you to work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't. Uh, even though we were doing uh, church from home, um, I couldn't be in the living room with my family and and doing church. And I, it raised my stress level, and it was just it just I just had to let it go yeah. and be like, okay, uh, this isn't for me. I need to be with my family. And actually, by the time I did um, did uh, leave that position, we were back at church. We were starting yep. to come come back into church, and I was like. Mm-hmm. This is where I need. There you to go. Uh, yeah. Oliver's obedience is what that. broke the Rona. Good job, man. <laughs> I, I remember during that season, dude. Like that, it was really taking a toll on you. Yeah. Like you were in a very bad headspace there because it was it, like that withdrawal from being with you with your church family and being with your family. Um, that was not easy for you. I know for me, it's something that I mean, even as a Christian, a young Christian, I struggled a lot with was with like my anxiety mm-hmm. um, and like my lack of confidence. I'm going to be 28 this year and looking back, like even to my early twenties, just how God has been able to lift that from me to where I don't have to stress about things. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things I would constantly repeat to myself was if I can't fix this by worrying about it, why am I worrying about it? God's going to take care of it because I would stress myself out over the littlest things. I would be so scared to step out of my comfort zone and Mm -hmm. then, just even in the past few years, just looking at what's what God has done in my life, yeah. 
20-year-old Jackie would not have done what 27-year-old Jackie is doing right now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so good. good. So, and what an interesting uh, shift that you've given us to our perspective because a lot of times we're thinking, well, I had to just give these up for Jesus. I had to, you know, no, don't drink, don't chew, don't go with girls that do. You know, like that's like the, <laughs> the things that we have to we have to lay down. But you're actually talking about laying down negative things because sometimes those negative things like stressing, mm-hmm. they stem from our own desire to be in control of our situations. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. I 100% wanted to be in control of everything. And that's hard to give up. And oh, it yeah. seems like, on the, well, well, I just need you to let go of your stress, honey. It's like, no, I don't think I will. It's um, like, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes we still get stressed like we're human beings. But sure. it used to be such a crippling thing for me. Like, I've always been a very small person. And when I'm stressed, I can't eat. Like, at one point as an adult, I was 85 pounds. Yeah. And it was because of stress because I could not bring myself to eat because I would just be so stressed at all the time. Wow. Yeah, same, but in the opposite direction. <laughs> I wish it was the opposite direction, man. <laughs> One time in my life when I was, um, wow, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, praise God. Mm-hmm. For me, it looked like laying down complacency. Mm-hmm. I've been a Christian for six and a half years, and I got good at being a good Christian. Mm. Wow. And it became very much like autopilot. Am wow. I just doing this because I? it's a routine? I can go to church, I can serve, I can give my yes. Um, and even being in YWAM became sort of like an autopilot thing. For those that don't know what <coughs> YWAM is. Oh, YWAM is Youth with a Mission. It's a missions training organization. Mm-hmm. And they're literally in every country across the globe. Um, so being part of that and spending two years with them, it became very autopilot. There was that initial like desire, like I'm going to go deep. I'm, gonna, like, I'm going with Jesus. And then it became am I good at this? And, um, there's actually a song by upper room that convicted me in such a way because I allowed so much of this, like I'm an autopilot, like I'm just doing this. And there were things that happened, um, where I'd been hurt by like leadership and I won't call it church hurt because that's not what it was. It was just like people making poor decisions Mm -hmm. and I didn't handle that very well. Um, but the the bridge goes and the foothills are no place for me anymore even broken feet could not keep me from seeking the one who faced death out of love for me you said follow me so i'm following and when i think of that story i think of at there's a certain point um if you're going to climb mount everest most hikers get to this point called base camp you get to base camp and typically if you are carrying your gear you can't go any further because the elevation is too high and your lungs aren't acclimated to that environment. And so there are a people group who live in the Himalayas called Sherpas. And these Sherpas, you pay them, they carry your gear and they guide you up to Mount Everest. And you you never see them in the pictures. You never, like, there's never, like, any recognition for them. But if you follow them, you'll get to the place, like, where you were meant to be. But sometimes getting up to even base camp causes a lot of hurt. Like your body, just like, like you're climbing Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Yeah. And I think of that when I, when I read that bridge, like the foothills are no place for me anymore. Like base camp isn't it. Like I, I could have, I could stay at base camp and be like, I made it really far and I could just hang out here. They and, got cocoa here. You know? Yeah. And I could be totally, com- I could be totally fine in this complacency. But that's not what God has asked me to do. He asked me to keep going. He he said, follow me. So I'm going to I'm going to follow. Wow. And um, 
I really had to evaluate, am I doing these things out of a complacency or am I doing this because I love Jesus? Mm. And I really had to lay that down. I got really good at being a good Christian, Mm -hmm. but was I being a laid down lover for the Lord? Mm -hmm. Was I willing to sacrifice the things that, that I liked? Yeah. So that's, that's what I would say for me. And it's been a challenge, but we're getting back into it. Mm -hmm. Good. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody has a price, like Julia said, you know, and there's, there's, we have to make those choices of God, what are we willing to take up? What are we willing to lay down? How, how can we follow you better? Um, sacrifice is part of being a believer. And um, Jesus doesn't call us just to be casual spectators. He calls us to be committed, sold out followers. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one and there's sometimes when Jesus says things that are hard, but it's like nobody who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for, and that's a hard thing. Well, Lord, say that again. No one, no one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back. It's like, don't come and say, you're going to follow me, but keep your eyes on the things of the world. Like you have to let those things go. Like let the dead bury the dead. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't follow me, but keep your eyes on what you left behind. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't run from Sodom and Gomorrah and then turn your eyes back Mm -hmm. or you're going to find yourself calcified and unable to move forward. You're going to find yourself saltier than Jackie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's pretty salty. <laughs> and and it, but it's it's huge, you know. When when there are things that as believers we have to lay down, we have to be willing to pay the price on and say this is just not worth that. If it's like I can follow God, but I can but my relationship with him will be stunted. I mean, the Bible talks about those who are going to be they'll, they'll be saved as if by fire. It's like they will have no treasures to show. They will have no reward. They will have no accolades. They will basically be saved as if they're jumping out of a burning building with nothing on but their skivvies. It's like, sure, they'll survive, but they'll have nothing to show for it. I don't want to follow Jesus and him say, yeah, you're, you you stored up your treasures on the earth where, where they get eaten by moth and they rust and they corrupt. Uh, that's where you chose to make your investment and now you got nothing to show for it. You know, you made it, but with what? Uh, I would rather store up my treasures in heaven where, where they're, they, they're eternal and where I can, a beautiful line from a song, an older song, it's um, called Fool's Gold by the Christian rock band Petra. It came out in the early 80s. It says, when the crowns of gold are laid before his feet, then the worthy lamb of God is the treasure we will keep. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, I, wanna, I want to sacrifice everything I can here. Uh, but you get free groceries for a year, you know, but you get a, a, a jumbo, a personal jet, a private jet, but you get concert tickets. I mean, what is the cost? What is the price at which I'm going to say, yep, that makes it worth it. I'll do less for Jesus now. Hmm. I wouldn't do it if somebody like overtly just said that, but I do it every day anyway for free. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so, uh, so, so as we're in this season of whether it's, whether you observe Lent or whether you're just a, a Christian who wants to follow after Jesus, um, look and see the things that are encumbering you. Look and see the things that are slowing you down. I think of Skyrim, you know, like look when you're carrying too much, you can't run, you can't fast travel. You're just like, I can't move. It's like, dude, is that my spiritual walk right now? Am I carrying so many things in the world that I can't even like run after Jesus? Wow. You know, and that's, it's like, what do I, what am I holding in my hands that I need to lay down and sacrifice? It's like, nope, I'm going to follow after Jesus. And uh, I will not hold on to the things of this world. 
uh, any, any longer. Final thoughts. When I think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane the day before his, um, when he's arrested for his crucifixion, mm. and he's literally in fear and trembling and sweating blood mm-hmm. and praying to the Father, and he says, if there's any other way, let this cup pass before me. Mm-hmm. It, but my, not my will be done, yours. Yeah. Let it be done, God. And he, he totally yields himself to that, knowing that he's going to have to literally give up the biggest sacrifice which is his life yeah and in hebrews it says that we look to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god and i i think we look at sometimes at jesus being whipped and being bruised and being beaten and spit at and mocked and we don't realize what the joy set before him was like that sacrifice wasn't obviously for nothing or else he wouldn't have done it it was for the joy set before him and the joy set before him he tells us in in john 17 he he says this is eternal life that they know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent i've glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do and now father glorify me in your own presence with the glory that i had with you before the world ever existed that was always his heart his heart was always that joy set before him was for him to be in relationship with us that we would be saved in him and sanctified in him and transformed from one degree of glory to another but that that didn't come without sacrifice it didn't come without pain and so whatever it is that god is asking us to give up what joy is set before us we have to really count that cost so i'll ask you the question that that little baby gomorrah asked to thanos what did it cost you and the answer everything everything uh, what does it cost you to follow Jesus? What's the what is the right. sacrifice? Uh, and I think it's Romans that says, and, and yeah, I have it here, Romans twelve one. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, right. holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the fair trade is for you to be the sacrifice, sacrifice everything. Yeah. I was I was reading earlier, I had a guy, I don't want to get too far into a rabbit trail here, but we, we had a Bible study last night. We were talking about Noah, and, and as soon as he came off the ark, the first thing he did was was make a sacrifice to the Lord. And I was just kind of studying on these sacrifices a little bit today. And I came across something that I, it's never jumped out at me before in the scripture. It was from Hebrews chapter 13, uh, 10 through 16. It says, we have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. And it's talking about before Christ. When the high priest would, uh, they would they would take animal sacrifices and they would burn them as a as a symbolic gesture for the atonement of sin. So Jesus, and then we shift over to Jesus, who became the perfect sacrifice, the once and for all sacrifice. So Jesus suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. So it used to be animals. Then Christ came to become the fulfillment of of that promise once and for all. And then the, this this command is given to us it says therefore let us go to him and underscore this in your mind outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured for here we have no lasting city 
but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of the lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Whatever city, whatever camp, wherever we find ourselves with all of our comforts and all of our possessions and all of our goals and ambitions and avarices and relationships and all the things that we have, those are inside the camp. But the sacrifice is made outside of the camp. You have to leave all of those things behind to go where Jesus is to make that sacrifice, which is you. We have to leave. We have to go outside of the camp. And and what does that mean? It, mean? it means all of the things that the world values and all of the things that people look up to and all of the things that make you worthy and make people follow you on social media and make people think that you have it all together, the promotions and, and the talents and the gifts and the possessions and all of the things that the world says, yay, you, we have to leave behind And it's not just a matter of sacrificing, it's a matter of embracing rejection. Jesus says, take up your cross, take up the penalty of rejection, the the, the reproach that he endured. In Luke 17, uh, Jesus, he says this throughout all of the, the, the gospels, but it says, but first the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And, and if we're truly sacrificing for God, I'm sorry, I didn't plan on even talking about this really, but because I, I, I kind of wanted to end it on a real positive thing. But the real, the real deal here is to, to be the living sacrifice, we have to embrace rejection. We can't just be casual, yeah. comfort, cool preachers and sneakers and have everybody look at us and say, wow, that church, that Christian, that person is cool. We have to forsake all of the things and be willing to be looked at in, in the strangest ways, talked about in the most slanderous ways, uh, and, and give up everything. That's a lot. Jesus did not come along to dangle a carrot. Jesus came along to offer us a yoke, but his burden is easy. And, uh, and, and he will carry it with us. So just, uh, I hope that that speaks to somebody's heart today, wherever you are, whatever city or camp you've built for yourself. Um, there may be some things that God is speaking to you right now. And I just pray in, in, in the name of Jesus and by the power of his Holy Spirit. This is a podcast. I know um, you're, you're listening to it maybe in your car, or on your headphones while you're at work. Um, but I just I just pray for everybody that's within the sound, within the sound of our voices today yeah. that God would speak right to your heart. And, and this isn't just in this moment because God is not limited by space or time. But wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this that God would speak to your heart and just begin to reveal to you things that you already know, things that you've already wrestled with, things that you've justified, and things that you've tried to, like, I'm going to hold on to this and maybe no one will notice. And, um, man, there's just things that you that, that God is ready for you to take outside of the camp and put on the altar and, and put it on there to die. Uh, whatever that thing is, I just pray that God would not only reveal that to you, but God would give you the strength and the grace and the perspective Maybe not to make it easy, but definitely to make it possible. And that's my prayer for you tonight in Jesus' name. Um, amen. I, I, I really hope that I hope that everybody listened this far to the podcast because this has been some groundbreaking, like like world shaking stuff that you guys have shared this evening. And I'm so grateful uh, for your transparency. I'm so grateful for your uh, obedience to God. Um, and and your willingness to share tonight. Um, thank you guys again. Um, Boy, how do you even how do you even wrap up from that one? Um, 
I guess just to say, please uh, check out our Patreon page, follow us across the social medias, connect with us, let us know what God is is speaking to you. We want to encourage you and we want to pray with you and let you know uh, that you are not alone on this journey as we're all doing our best to do our best for Jesus. Uh, he is He is truly worthy. Um, we're, we're grateful for that. And, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, Jackie, you won the game. Did oh, I did I tell you that? No. Yeah, Jackie, big winner tonight Yay! on the on the what's it gonna take. So uh, we're excited never about happens. that. <laughs> uh, we will be back in a couple weeks' time with uh, maybe a, a whole new crew. We'll see what happens as the the multiverse continues to unfold. Uh, but please uh, follow us, like, share, subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you take a quick second, um, leave us a review. You can leave us some stars. We love them when they come in fives. And uh, also, if you if you want to write something, write something nice. Uh, just even if you're just writing something nice about Julia, that's that's all we really care about. Is <laughs> send us a meme. Leave a review with your favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe. I, um, that way you'll know. You know no oatmeal allowed. I got a I got a, a beautiful a beautiful uh, message uh, from a couple weeks ago. I, I had to share this. It was from our friend Shanine from the Hoot and Howl. We do love Shanine from the Hoot and Howl, and uh, she was she she tweeted and, and mentioned us in it. She said, "Always love a good Batman conversation." And if that doesn't make you want to listen to the Ladies Nerdy Godcast episode, you'll definitely want to tune in for the adorableness that is Charlotte. Aww. Well, next she is cute. accuracy. Next time, beautiful people, Charlotte the intern will be back and maybe some more of your Nerd Godcast crew. But until then, thank you guys so much for being with us for the Nerd of Godcast. Jackie Friggin Wilson. Bye. Alexandria Marica. So long and thanks for all the fish. Jamaican <laughs> Ale. See you later. Julia Cameron Colazzo. God bless you. Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. And I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't gots to go home, but we can't stay here. Okay, so cat story. Jessica's cat, Jack. Mm-hmm. Very fat boy. Yes. We love him dearly. Sometimes if you pet him in just the right way, you break him. Same. Um, <laughs> Like fainting goat style. He will <laughs> literally seize up, fall over, and while he's falling over, we'll go, oh, 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 oh